Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. We are live at Legends Grill and Bar in Mokina, 9710 191st Street. Coming out, we're going to be here for uh, the hour, so if you're nearby, come and say we'll probably stick around for a couple extra maybe longer islands and some wings yeah and who knows i'm right around the corner easy peasy for mm, me nice hawks gave the golden knights their first loss of the season and boy what an exciting game fellas we're going to get to all of it uh the the biggest part of this is the comeback and we're going to start there but first we want to remind you if you're watching on youtube make sure you smash that like button for us make sure you are subscribed to our youtube page as well if you're listening on the podcast we thank you as well Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And, of course, be sure to subscribe or follow wherever your podcast apps are, whatever one you prefer. And what we can do every post-game show, we let you vote on the fourth star of the game. We're going to tell you who the nominees are right now. The three stars of the game were Shea Theodore, uh, great value William Nylander, William Carlson, and <laughs> Philip Kurashev, the game-winning goal in overtime had a thought, a shot, three more shot attempts in 1949 of ice time. So our four-star nominees vote on YouTube right now. Nick Felino with an assist, two shots, two hits, 2028 of ice time. How about Seth Jones? 2907 of ice time, five shots on goal, 10 shot attempts. And then Jason Dickinson, three shots, uh, three shot attempts, a, a painful puck shot. Yes. That looked like he was going to leave the game and barely missed a shift. And 100% 3-0 in the face-off circle, 17-18 uh, of time. So lots of good candidates. Punch your vote in. We'll update you as the show goes on. But, fellas, this game got off to about as bad of a start as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, with the Hawks down 2-0, 352 into the game. And we were looking at each other like, uh, can we just do this remote broadcast maybe another day when people are going to be throwing <laughs> beer bottles home. at us? Yeah. And yeah. they turned it around, man. What an impressive, impressive win. I, uh, I thought we were going to be going scorched earth today <laughs> after that spirited practice and all that stuff we were hearing about, oh, they're going to be more physical, and they were not ready to play no. at all. But all of a sudden, you know, I blame Nevada. Sure, and their day, yeah. Nevada day. Um, but they pulled it out. They, you know, they pulled it around. They got, they got it tied. Before the end of the frame, you know, Connor Bedard, I don't care what anybody says. He scored in three straight games. Screw Jim <laughs> Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, great comeback. Great, you know, even even in the third period, you get the gift goal from, from Shea Theodore. Yeah. Giving the puck, literally saying, here, Taylor Radish, you go score. Mm -hmm. uh, he made up for it, but, you know, just a good character win. That's the kind of win that yeah. a, a, a team that's still trying to figure out their identity trying to figure out who each other are and getting some chemistry going this is a win you can build off of in a game that five minutes in you had no business being around and you came back and you beat the undefeated defending stanley cup champions yep. in their building this is a big win this you yep. could probably say with a lot of confidence the best win in the luke richardson era oh oh that's a big that's a big statement i like that I, I mean, like it, it's it's I mean, definitely like sixteen others. To pick sure, from. yeah. There's not a ton to <laughs> choose from. Done. Sure, it's definitely the it's definitely the best win of of this season. I mean, the the win in Pittsburgh was great because it was it was opening night. You know, on on the big stage, uh, you, you get out to a statement win right out of the out of the gate. 
the win against uh, Toronto was great too because it was you know unexpected. It was a, it was a you know an upset win, but this is a game where you had to come back from giving up two goals on the first two shots on goal that you saw from Vegas and score three unanswered. They tie the game late in the third period and you're able to pull it out in overtime. Like that's that's huge. So I, I would I would say at least for this season of the three that they have, this is the best one that they've had. The best uh you know the best effort that they've had to play from behind, which you know they're going to do a lot this season. Uh, but to do it you know against this Vegas team, a team you've seen twice now, uh, a team that was uh, the last undefeated team in the league when you know four, three or four teams uh, coming into this week were still undefeated. Um, it's uh, it's it's impressive, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good performances tonight. A lot of unex- some you know some unexpected performances. Nick Felino was very was uh, spirited in his top line role for sure. Uh, he made a big impact in this game. Uh, you know, even uh, even giving up three goals uh, on 21 shots allowed. Peter Morazic after the first two shots of the game shut down Vegas for a long stretch of time. So that's a that's an important performance from him as well. Uh, the first goalie of the season to have back to back starts. You know, three on twenty one is is not great, but I think the performance was better than the number is going to show. He gave up one last, and the other guy did. That's that's, that's all that's important. That's exactly. Uh, you know, and also impressive in this one is you lose Alex Vlasic. Yeah. For the majority of the game, we don't know. We're waiting for updates on that. Uh, Seth Jones, who again played great, takes a tripping penalty with two and a half minutes left in the period, uh, tied. There were so many chances the Hawks had to absolutely tuck their tails and fold in this game from the start to the injuries to blow in the 3-2 lead to a 3-3 lead. Then the power plays, they had to the penalty kills they had to go on. And they answered the bell. And it's it's such a character win. And you mentioned, like, is it the best win in Luke Richardson era? I, sure. I, it's in the conversation. I can't think of anything better off the top of my head. Knocking out Pittsburgh out of the playoffs? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, the post game show sucked after that game. It did. You're right about that. That was brutal. <laughs> Some of you guys in the chat are the reasons why. But um, you know, when you look at like the Pittsburgh win and the Toronto win, they were great. But it felt like kind of like they were hanging on in those games, and yeah, just came, they just happened to win. This game, aside from the start of the game, aside from the first two shots that Vegas scored, the Hawks had an edge in play. I thought. I thought they were the better of the two teams for 55 minutes of this yeah. game. So once they woke up and you could say like maybe Vegas took their foot off the gas or once it was two nothing, it doesn't matter. It was still Vegas in their rink. The Hawks are down two nothing. They come back and get the win. That is a huge character win. And I, and you wonder, you know, I think momentum in sports is, is generally overblown, but I think had this game been after that intense practice, everybody was excited about and happy about you come out and you lose five, nothing in Vegas. That's going to have an impact in the long run. Right. Now you win this game. You're feeling good. You know you've cleared like the hellscape of the schedule at least a little bit. This is gonna, I think, go a long way for their confidence, for their development, and everything that we're looking for from the team this year. You get a night in Vegas as winners. That's a pretty good yeah, feeling. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's yeah. that's the, that's the uh, one of the additional perks to this game ending at you know 4:30 p.m. Uh, Vegas time, being able to uh, or not 4:30, but 6:30 rather. You know, you, you get to have that feeling, that good feeling, coming away winners. Um, you have the weekend off before going to play Arizona after playing cup contender after cup contender after cup contender. Now here come the, you know, you go into the Coyotes building. Uh, you get to play in front of 4,000 people. It's kind of like having a couple off days in a row. I'm sure PHNX is going to love that comment. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to feel like a breath of fresh air to go into that game uh, having won this one. And now finally, you know, facing a team that's going to be pretty close to your competitive level after playing, what, seven cup contenders in the first eight games of yeah. the year. Uh, so it's 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 the best case scenario for this team, uh, especially coming off of, off of the performance in their last game and, you know, needing to kind of be called out by your coach and, and be able to have to, like, come back to practice. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think there was a, a great quote in uh, Scott Powers' piece that was in The Athletic. Uh, basically saying the practice that they had yesterday going in before they got onto the plane, that's a, that's a practice that coaches use to disguise a bag skate, right? Like, yep. like we have to ramp up the physicality. We have to ramp up the competitive level. So we're going to go in and eat, every one of you is just going to battle against each other. 
you know, instead of just skating, you know, suicides all day, you're going to, you're going to go in, you're going to go, you know, tight game battles, one-on-one battles, net front battles. Uh, and they responded well, like being able to wake up after the, the, the tough start and have the comeback that they did. It makes that practice and it, it just makes everything. Hopefully this snowballs into a lot of good things for this team after having a you know, tough performance after tough performance. Yeah. And then this team needed a result. Yeah. A positive result. We, we've seen them play these tough games and they've been in a lot of them for the most part. I mean, go back to last Saturday night against the same Vegas team, same exact scenario tied two, two after two periods. Last weekend, six days ago, they got smoked in the third period. Yeah. They got they gave up that goal on, right off the opening draw, and the game was over. This time, they kill off the last minute of a penalty, and they score right after that. Yeah. And then they're the aggressors. They have the lead, and they build off of that. They could have folded after they gave up that goal. They could have folded after the Seth Jones penalty, which I'm sorry. Chandler Stevenson, yeah. six foot, 210 pounds, <laughs> and he feels a stick on his skate. And he drops like he just got shot from the 300 level. Come on. Yeah. It, yeah. That was a little was... bit of embellishment. If you're going to call embellishment, that's when you call it. But sure. they killed off that penalty. They killed off that penalty with two minutes to go in regulation with no Seth Jones and no Alex Vlasic. That's right. huge. Yeah. Those are the type of shifts that just get things going. So this is a team that needed to show that. If we keep working like we did at, at, and we're going to keep working, we're going to get paid off with victories mm-hmm. and good victories. So it, it was nice to see uh, everything kind of fall into place for the night, especially after uh, such a brutal start. You know, mm-hmm. I was sitting here after that second goal going, I'm just going to have to like, I'm going to have to sit here and call out Luke Richardson and his, and his practice. And I don't want to do that. Right. And we didn't have to. Um, but uh, I'm glad we don't have to. one thing I'd like to talk about uh, is something that I'm kind of upset about these last couple of games. You want to put a pin in that and take a break? First? Yes. All right. Let's do that. I think we all yeah, have a yeah. thought on that. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody for the super chats. We're going to get to them. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube and vote for the four star of the game. Reminder of the nominees today, Nick Felino, Seth Jones and Jason Dickinson. But first, Philip Kurashev was our overtime hero. He's one hero, Brad. No, he hasn't. But <laughs> if we get some, we'll bring him some. We'll send him a loaf. <laughs> it's great, great stuff. And I know a lot of people wisely are watching their carbs. And if you need a low-carb option, low-carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints, founder of Hero Bread, Cole Glass baked 100 muffins per day before he found the perfect blend that is out, that fit his allergy constraints. That's a lot of muffins. That's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. We had some hero bread in there the other night. We had a little grill out for the Bears game. And I did not know that there was any difference between the hero bread and the stuff you buy typically in the store. The taste, the texture was great. The bread was soft and fluffy. High fiber, which is good for old fat guys like me. (laughs) Ultra low net carbs and zero grams per sugar per slice. It's great stuff. Go to hero.co. Use the code CHGO and you'll save 10%. Hero makes sliced breads buns and tortillas that are all available on hero.co and amazon again fewer calories than the leading national brand five to ten grams of protein per serving and right now hero bread is offering you the chgo listener 10 percent off your first order just go to hero.co and use the code chgo to save on hero bread today that's h-e-r-o.co to save 10 percent today mm-hmm. i'm excited for this read I am super excited that Empire Today is now sponsoring CHGO. You do not get a more Chicagoland sponsor than Empire Today. I know the jewels. They're not. I know they're not. They don't have the. They don't have the jingle. I know it's not necessarily carpets, but Empire Today is where you go. Shop at home convenience for the right products for your needs. Quick and professional installation. And a price match guarantee, Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have their copycats, but they can't beat Empire on quality, service, speed. So they'll advertise low-quality products that we that they simply don't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest price because anyone who does that is putting in flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs. Empire keeps shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. 
what they have out in their selection is as important as what they put in. Empire's products team is ex exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect style. So if you're looking to put a new floor in your home, call our friends at Empire today. Schedule a free in-home estimate. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I know it's not in there, but I'm doing it anyway. 588 Empire. All right, I'm doing that every week. I don't care. Perfect. Right. Before we give you the uh, beautiful Empire floor here, a uh, <laughs> little update on Alex Vlasic. Uh, Luke Richardson uh, didn't want to say it was a head injury for sure, but he mentioned the term whiplash and said that he was, quote, wobbly after the yeah, Howden hit. He looked like he was on another planet. I thought he maybe got hit in the balls because he had that look like, I don't want to grab him. No, it was, grab him. It yeah, was, he was woozy. He was he was shoulder to upper shoulder hit. Yeah, yeah. so that, by the way, that credit to Mark Lazarus. Said that's a tweet he had. Uh, but this is where you want to start is this Brad Howden hit on Alex Vlasic, which was uh, late. It was not a hit to the head, but it was dirty. It was blindside. It was Puck a blindside. Was it was, Puck was gone. It was almost identical to the hit Brendan Carlo had on Taylor Hall yeah. in game two in Boston with the same result. Uh, these guys are turning me into a meatball because where's the response? Where's the defense for your teammate? I was yeah. expecting Brendan Carlo's first shift in the United Center, somebody to go and make him answer for that hit on Taylor Hall. Right. Where's that, you know, yeah, and Mackenzie Entwistle put him on his ass late in that third period, but that was more of an in-the-play kind of thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was a great play by Entwistle. It wasn't a more, but why is Jared Tenorti out there if he's not going to go challenge a guy? Or Reese Johnson. Or Reese Johnson. Anybody. Or I don't Perry. care who it is. I don't care who it is. Yeah. If, if a guy's going to take a shot that Carlos hit on Hall, your head coach said it was a dirty blindside hit. How do I know that? I used to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you saw his reaction today. He was he was not happy with the rep. Said the same thing. If you lip read on the yes, broadcast, he said, he said it's that a blind blind side. hit. Yep. You can't do that. How many guys have to go out with injuries for these hits before someone stands well, up for your teammate? The only time it ever happened last year was Max Domi. Anytime, God forbid, Patrick Kane got hit, Max Domi would go get kicked out of a game. Where's that response? Hey, you know what? You're right. And guess what? Uh, Two games in a row now against Boston, Brad Marchand was in counter Bedard's face, trying to get him off his game, trying to intimidate him, trying to piss him off, be the yeah. little rat that he is. There's no response. And look, I think part of it is you've got a young team. Uh, there are veterans here, but like they're kind of, it feels like they're hanging on for dear life sometimes in these games because the opponent's so good. So guys are in the headspace of don't mess up, don't mess up, don't take a penalty, don't get us out of this game. But the, the more you go without responding to this stuff, the more it's going to happen. You know who's expecting a response in the Boston game? Brandon Carlo. I guarantee you yeah. he was ready. I always remember the, the Rafi Torres hit on uh, Hosa. Mm -hmm. The next time the Hawks played Arizona the next season, Torres knew Jamal Mayers was going to be there for him. And guess who was there for him? Jamal Mayers. Rafi Torres knew I'm going to have to fight in this game. And look, we can talk about what fights mean and if they have any value, if they actually are a deterrent or whatever, but there comes a time when the opponent is frequently taking liberties with your players, two of your best players, by the way, and Taylor Hall and Alex Vlasic, right? and nothing is done, and you got Brad Marchand trying to get it under Connor Bedard's skin. If someone touches Connor Bedard, there should be a response. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I, again, that the day of the goon is over, but if you're going to dress Reese Johnson – and Mackenzie Whistle and Jared Tenorti, one of those three has to do something. It can't be Perry every time. No, it can't, it, it can't be Perry every time. You have Nick Foligno now on Bedard's wing, so there's another guy who could do it if, if, if necessary. But, yeah, I mean, it, you can't just let these things keep going without any kind of repercussion or any kind of pushback because that message is going to go across the league to say, oh, if we hit somebody – questionably or or take liberties in, uh, against any player, we're not going to really have to face anything. And sure, maybe the Blackhawks hold on to the receipt the next time they play Vegas, Brett Howden has to answer, but that's not good enough. Right. In that moment, it has you you want it to happen in that moment. Until it's illegal to fight people, you have the ability right. to do it. Well, and, and it doesn't have to be a fight. Take it. You said take a number. Next time you see Brett Howden on the ice, finish a check hard on him. 
or just grab him after a scrum and get in his face. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the old school throw the gloves down, have him looking over his shoulder at least the rest of the game. It should be something. Yeah. So, and and the fact that there was no penalty called on that play. Was there a penalty on the Taylor Hall hit? I don't think there was a penalty on that either. I don't believe I don't so. Think so. But if the refs aren't going to police your opponent, then you have to. Yeah. Right. If the refs aren't gonna if if they take a hit on Vlasic and he goes out, but they call a penalty and the Hawks Bedard scores a power play goal. Okay, that's a deterrent. But if the refs aren't gonna call the penalty and you're also not gonna get in the guy's face, it's only a matter of time before half the Rockford Ice Hogs are up here because your guys are all all in the training room well, with hurt shoulders. And that's what happened uh to uh, Cole Gutman, when he got hit in the hit from behind by uh, John Beecher in the Boston game, Jason Dickinson, there was no penalty called. Right. Jason Dickinson has has no hesitation to step in and and say, okay, now we have to fight against John Beecher. So you've seen it, you know you can do it. Yeah. In in a game like this, where you know not only is it in the moment of the game, but the play stops because Vlasic is down. You know there's some there's some reason that that's happening. So. I don't know. You 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 want to be able to to feel like this team has each other's backs. I mean, you saw it in the way that they responded in this game yeah. on the ice. We know they're they're going to pull together and play hard, but you also have to say like, okay, if I if I take a hit or if I get you know slew footed or whatever happens, I know that Jared Chinorty or insert Blackhawk here will be able to step up and and protect me and i would do the same for them like that's the kind of message that you want to send to your teammates to say hey if if, if something screwy happens here we're gonna have your back and I, I mean yeah is is you know is this a call to go and get somebody like ryan reeves no, no but you have guys here on this team already that can answer yeah. that bell when necessary yeah. cricket points out in the chat and somebody had said it on twitter too that that uh Tenorti was chatting up howden after that hit Somebody said he had bumped him and he declined the fight. You don't give him the option to Sorry. decline the fight. You Sorry. grab him and say, listen. We are fighting. Okay, we yeah. got speakers on the bar. Listen, jerk. <laughs> listen, you. We're going to fight. You don't yeah. have an option. You can't say, no, sir. I have no thank you. I'm not going to fight. No, no. no you grab him and you force him to fight. Right. Or you make him turtle on the ice and make him look like an yeah. even bigger pudwack. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% true. If you, if you do something like that to a player, and then you're you're called to the stage. You don't get to say, "Nah, I don't want to do that." Then Jared Chinorty goes too bad and starts putting his fist in your mouth. Like that's that's just how it goes. And far be it, you know, this is this is not something that I usually advocate for. But in that instance where you have a head injury, too many times, you have too. a head injury happen, and yeah. and yeah, there's there's no response from from this Blackhawks team too often. There has to be something there. And to be clear, the three of us are on record as not liking the fact that guys feel obligated to fight after a clean hit. We're not talking about clean hits. These no, it was blindside. The hit on Vlasic was blindside. The hit on Hall was blindside. There needs to be some kind of response, be it in the moment right then, yeah. be it in the moments later, later whatever the it might be. There was, gotta be there was a shift not long after that that Tenorti and Howden were on the ice together. Yeah. Nothing. That's Well, he said, no, thank you. I don't want to fight. So oh, Too bad. Okay. It on. Too bad. If you want to turtle up and turn your back to Jared Snorty, then he's going to punch in the back. Yeah. That's what should have happened. I know I would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this was too good of a game to just focus on the negative, but it's sure, something sure. to keep an eye on as the season goes on. Um, and I think, you know, as this team starts to gel and they start to know each other and honestly care about each other more, I hope we see more of a response. But uh, overall, a very, very positive night. Um, you mentioned uh, Peter Mrazek right off the right off the set. And I just, I've been really impressed with him this year, both the goalies this year. Um, and again, just like the team, the way he started was very concerning. And for him to, like last year, I feel like that game would have been five, nothing, six, nothing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like once the floodgates open and once that powerhouse is on top of you, there's nothing you can do to get out of it. Right. Just, I think there's something to be said to, as we talk about, you know, players standing up for each other too, for a goalie rallying and making a couple big saves in a row to keep you in it. And then you score your two and respond quickly. And all of a sudden you're back to square one and the goalie did, did such a good job of, of keeping things calm when all hell could have broken loose. So I think Mrazek deserves some credit in this one too, even though he's not one of our four stars. Yeah. I, I mean, the last game 
he was all of the fourth stars. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it'll it'll even out. And yeah. you look at the performances he's put in this year. This was the first game that he was below a nine nine hundred save percentage. Um, but he was able to make a lot of the big saves when necessary. There were a couple scrambles uh, in the second and third periods where he came up with some with some really important saves uh, to keep the team to keep the team in it. And look, like you have a, a, a you know his two wins this season. Uh, he won the game in in Pittsburgh. Won the game tonight, uh, but in two of his three losses, he is uh, given he's, he's faced forty or more shots, and he's averaged three goals given up a game. Now that's a little high, but also in today's NHL, that's also not too bad. Giving up three goals, you usually have a decent chance of being competitive in a game. So. For that to be the baseline for Morazic is, you know, usually above 900 and just about three goals, maybe sometimes less, maybe four. If you get that for a full season for Morazic, that's an improvement from last year. And Arvid Soderblom has been pretty good too this year. So, like we talked about this offseason and leading into the year for this Blackhawks team is if they're able to get about league average goaltending from these two, they're going to surprise some teams. And I think we've seen that to – to start the year, especially for Morazic, it's been better than, than what he showed last year. Uh, and they've been in most of the games that they've played because of their goaltending. So they're saying the trick to Peter Morazic winning this year is to give up the first two goals of the game, and then he's all good because he did that in Pittsburgh. It's a bold too, strategy, right? but it's worked. And you know? doing so, post-game shows in Mokina. And, sure. or, or just remote post-game. That, was, remote, that yeah. was a remote post-game show, too, in, yeah. in our lovely accommodations in Pittsburgh. There you go. So I'm looking at natural stats Much right better here. better than Pittsburgh. Yes. The Hawks had the advantage in every statistical category, aside from high-danger chances. Vegas had a 9-7 advantage in high-danger chances. Seven Five. of those probably came in the first four minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It felt that way. Uh, Hawks were 58-41 to 41 in Corsi, 58-41 in Fenwick, 22-16 uh, to 16 in five-on-five shots on goal, 23 uh, I'm sorry, 24 to 23 in favor of Vegas in scoring chances, uh, high danger chances, and expected goals. The Hawks were 1.75 to Vegas is 1.62. This was a really solid performance against yeah. the best team in hockey. I don't think there's, there's until they're not, they are, right? <laughs> right they're the defending yeah. Stanley Cup right. champions. They don't have a regulation loss. By definition, they're the best team in hockey. And, and the, the good news is this is more than likely the last game against an undefeated team we have to play this season. Well, Vegas, so. Vegas was the last undefeated team because, oh, that's right. Colorado, because Colorado yeah. and Boston lost. So yeah. even though it wasn't a regulation, it's still a loss. So there are no, no more, more yes. undefeated teams in the NHL for the Blackhawks. If to there face. were, I'm sure they'd be on the schedule the next couple of days. Right. right. Knights only have a only have a uh, only have an overtime loss though. So. Yep. Maybe they'll when they play them again. Maybe they'll still be undefeated. Yeah, guys, can we hit some super chats? We got a really big one here. I gotta hit. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'm gonna start with the biggest first. It's from Chris. One hundred dollars. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Gutsy W. Let's start bringing in two to three legit unrestricted free agents this offseason, and maybe even one more big move this year. A lot more enjoyable than watching the cheap ass Cubs and whatever garbage <laughs> that is that plays football for Chicago. God, at the Cubs. Blasic is okay. He's looked really good. He has. Yeah, I mean, Vlasic has been, uh, you could argue between him and Seth Jones, two of the best defensemen on the team so far this season. And I'm hoping that he can take the weekend to kind of recover and, and, and be okay. Hopefully it's not a, uh, not too serious and he can come back and be, be good to go. But if not, I mean, that's a, that's a tough, tough uh, spot to fill in the lineup. And the only guy that they have right now without making uh, any moves from Rockford, if it is – necessary the only guy they have is nikita zaitsev so Ooh. yeah yeah that's uh that'd be tough the zaitsev tenority pairing just just makes me want to empty my balls my balls okay an emergency evacuation <laughs> we have one remote shoot and that's what you said all right uh, All right. $10 super chat yeah, from yeah. Jet Driver 175. How important has Seth Jones been to this team? He and Murphy, to a lesser degree, is that steady influence on the blue line that a young team needs. Lots of good tonight, including the fourth line. Big. If, yes. there's, if there's one thing I hope we accomplish on CHGO Blackhawks, is that we convince Hawks fans that Seth Jones is good at hockey. Yeah. We hate the contract, too. We hate the term. We hate the money. But guess what? The guy that made the trade and signed the deal is no longer with the organization. Mm -hmm. Seth Jones is here. 
for a long time. And he's a good player. Start to appreciate the good thing he does. It's 29 epic minutes tonight. 10 shot attempts. Oh, yes. To go along with uh, three blocked shots and a takeaway. And is there anybody that you could think of off the top of your head better at keeping the puck in the zone when they have not only just on the power play, but five on five? Yeah. He's always there corralling the puck. I mean, that's going to go a long way over the season if you if that's how you keep puck possession. On the uh, disallowed Bedard goal in the last game, too, yeah. he kept the, kept the puck in at the blue line that led to yep. the, the, the goal that was waved off. I mean, to, to have a defenseman that you can trust uh, to put in a solid effort and to play almost half of a game, I mean, I, the, the Blackhawks, to have a player like that, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody whether it's via trade or free agency, realistically, that could play that role other than Seth Jones right now. So you have to have a player like that, even as a team that's not contending for a cup right now, you have to have someone who can do that. And I know a bunch of people are going to run to the internet and find all sorts of fancy, unreadable graphics telling us how bad Seth Jones sucks. But I want you, when you see those things, think about the context of it. Right. Is he is the top ice time logging defenseman on one of the five worst teams in hockey. That is the reality right now. Right. And when you're on one of those last teams, you could play awesome hockey for 25 minutes. And if two or three of those minutes, you make a tough play or a tough read against an undefeated opponent. Yeah. Over time, over the course of a game against a bad team, those metrics are going to pile up against Seth Jones. Also, no matter who the opponent is, he is mostly up against their top competition. He's starting in the defensive zone. So when you again, when you look at these like these stat cards or these wave graphics or whatever they might be that tell that want to tell you Seth Jones sucks, they don't offer any context at all aside from what look at how many shots allowed Seth, Seth Jones allows when he's on the ice. Yes, he's playing half the game on a bad team mm-hmm. yeah. with three rookie defensemen. Next time, uh, what's his face? puts out his little worst contract in the league. I'm going to send him video of what Seth Jones did against Jack Eichel on that, on that third period power play. Yeah. In fairness, I will say today the chat has been more positive about Seth Jones than I've ever seen in my Good. season we, plus of we doing should these be. shows. That, I, the, since he has gotten here, he has become exponentially better. And it started last season when new head coach Luke Richardson took over. Yeah, when his coach was on a moron. Yeah. That well, that, that usually helps. <laughs> Um, and look, like good defensemen on bad teams can make big impacts. You know who won the Norris last year? Eric Carlson on one of the worst teams. He put up 101 points and was a minus 26. Yeah, it was a terrible team. So look, like bad teams are going to have good players on them, and the Blackhawks have a good one in Seth Jones. And I and I think as we talked about from last season to this season, the overall improvement of the lineup top to bottom will benefit a player like Seth Jones and benefit the narrative around him. And I think we've, we've seen that this year, there are less and less games where because he's logging so many minutes on such a bad team that is so inept of talent that his performances are not as glaring as they used to be, whether they're good or bad. I think he's, he's kind of, he's kind of being, you know, a little bit more in the background as the focus becomes more on Bedard and, and Lucas Reichel and, uh, you know, Kevin Korchinski, who's right now his defensive pairing. Uh, as, the, as, the, as the spotlight is sh- shown more on them, it's less on Seth Jones. And that's not to say we're focusing less on the bad. I think it's just his performances are becoming less and less nitpicked. And I think the, the good things that he does uh, – they they show more through that through that lens. Can I illustrate a point? Sure. sure. What did you guys think of Lucas Reichel tonight? I barely noticed him. Okay, Greg. Uh not a lot there offensively. That's for sure. Guess who the highest rated player on the Blackhawks was in metrics? I'm gonna guess it was Lucas Reichel. Lucas Reichel, seventy five percent Corsi, seventy eight point five seven Fenwick, fifteen shot attempts for five against with Lucas Reichel on the ice. Lucas Reichel. On the score sheet was straight zeros across the board. Yeah. No shots, no goals, no assists, nothing. So, again, I'm not saying maybe Lucas Reichel is better than we thought. Maybe Luke Richardson will say, hey, 
we thought he played really well despite not producing on the score sheet. That's fine, but metrics are not the be-all, end-all. And anyone that tells you Seth Jones sucks is only looking at the metrics. That's it. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Are you showing me his that, big blue line? Speaking of metrics, oh my God. <laughs> according to the blue lines, uh, guess who was the best Blackhawk tonight? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Reichel. This is a guess. No, he was in the, the bottom six. Wow. It was Jared Tenorti. <laughs> of course so, it was. So, you know, metrics. Tonight, the blue lines mean who's tallest. Sure. <laughs> it's well, be second it was Connor Bedard, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, a couple other quotes coming in here post game. Uh, Luke Richardson is from Ben Pope. Luke Richardson said Jason Dickinson was yelling at the guys to get going after they fell behind two nothing. Uh, and then Connor Bedard here talking about Philip Kurashev. Quote: Both games, he's been so noticeable for him to get that one. It was really exciting all game. He was buzzing and working plays down low, and he had a lot of puck possession. It's fun for me to play with him. So we hey. can look for number 98 and 23 to be line mates for the, for the near future. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I thought, obviously, scoring the game when he won overtime was great. But Kurashev in these two games has really looked noticeable. He has really been a factor. And I do like, like, he has that nice combination of skill and grit and willingness to go into the corners and win pucks. But when he goes and wins a puck, he can also, like, put it between his legs off the boards and then retrieve it back and mm. make a play out of it as opposed to just digging it out and maybe dumping it out or whatever, he can make something happen with the pucks he wins. I want to see the, those two together for an extended look here. Yeah, I, it seems like we're going chemistry. to. I don't think there's much option there at this point. Hershef is one of those guys, he's like a chameleon. When you put him on a, a bottom six, a fourth line, he plays like a fourth liner. But when you put him on with more talented player, he plays like a more talented player. You know, he, he's... He's one of those guys that doesn't necessarily necessarily elevate a line, but when you put him in an elevated elevated role, he answers the bell. Yeah, like he he can play up to he it. He takes on the form of his line mates. <laughs> the better his line mates are, the, the better shifter. he is. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. definitely. It's like Dylan Strome when he was here. When you put him down with bad players, he played bad. When yeah. you put him with good players, oh my God, he's a good player. Yeah, right. Um, so he's not that. He's not that talented of a player to where he's going to make everybody around him better but when he's around better players he brings up he brings his level up as well i think that's a good uh, kershev and bedard obviously getting some some chemistry going i dare you say they already have more chemistry than bedard and hall ever had i know hall was uh, in and out kind of it's they hard are. it's hard to judge but yeah. i mean they've looked good and felino is a good fit on that line so that, that i don't yeah. i don't see why you would take that away down uh anytime soon and hey that's my top line till it's not <laughs> and because the way it is coaches rarely ever change line lineups after a victory looks like andreas athanasiu is going to be watching from uh the press box again i mean at least this press box is going to be a lot closer than anywhere it was yeah it'll be a better view yeah he's essentially going to be on the bench yeah uh row six <laughs> so um yeah, I mean, well, the fourth line was was great tonight. Donato yeah, got a goal. Yep, Kachuk had a, had a couple of good plays. And whistle was was noticeable as well. They've had they had a, a number of of times where um, that fourth line was was keeping plays alive in the offensive zone. Like it was it was extremely noticeable outside of your normal fourth line duties. So I'm I'm, I'm very. Was that three three straight shows? Uh, I'm 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 very happy with the performance that they had tonight, and yeah, I don't I don't think there's there's anything that you know you, you're going to throw a, a fantasy into the lineup for uh, that's at least right now the way that he's been playing is going to make any any big difference. And if your fourth line is going to put in an effort like that against Vegas, no reason to make a change. All right, before we take a break, we got some more super chats to catch up on, right? Steven, you want to knock yeah, it out for us? Quite a few. We got one on the screen right now from Lebowski Five. We're gonna have to go rapid fight here because they are piling up. All right, let's do it. Sure, disagree let's with you that. about the Hawks needing to fight someone tonight. Disagree with you, uh, with you about the Hawks needing to fight someone in defense of a dirty hit. The, the Cup teams rarely fought even in defense of a dirty hit. They destroyed the perpetrator on the boards slash scoreboard tonight. That's that's fine. That's, that's I mean, the best that's, way to that's, do it. That's but. what we're saying too. Like, yeah, they can pay on the power play, but there's no penalty called. Like we said, it doesn't have to necessarily be a fight. Finish a hard check on a guy. The other thing, too, though, when you're talking about the dynasty era is 
teams were terrified of taking penalties against the Hawks because they were going to make them pay. Yeah. It's and deep. they were one of the fastest teams in the league. You couldn't catch yeah. up to them half the time. It's, it's a t- I see what you're saying. It's a tough comparison, but I, I don't think we're saying punch people every time. There's got to be some kind of response, even wanna, if it's a yeah. violent face wash. Yeah. Something. I just want to see a, a response to stick up for your teammate. Yeah. I want blood. Uh, twenty dollars from Hawkeye. Great win Ooh. and good to come back after the biggest win of the season so far. You guys are fantastic. Keep up the good work. Go Hawks. Hawkeye's Thank you. Been drinking. Thank you. Good use of your twenty. <laughs> Thank you, Kerry Franklin. Twenty dollars. Here's to the Blackhawks for uh, never give up attitude. Penalty kill was outstanding, and it really yeah. was today. The win could take them far. This, yeah. is a, this is a very likable team. It is. It's a likable coaching staff. It's a likable team. Uh, yeah, I, like. There's not a lot of guys in years past or Vendos Hawks that have annoyed us, right? And of course, there's going to be moments that annoy us from this team. But overall, I like the character of this roster. They showed it tonight. They've showed it most of the year, quite frankly. Uh, and yeah, they're they're an easy team to root for. Yep. Any more, Steven? Yeah, quite a few. Uh, Five dollars from Dying Breed Collectors. Next watch party? Question mark? Because we are right here live at Legends Grill and Bar right here in Mokina. That's right. I'm really mad at myself for not coming tonight. Better to interact with you guys one on one at a watch party or takeover at a game. That's a question. This Which one, one's better? This, uh, well, we got a watch party. We got a takeover coming up. Yeah, we do. Uh, still get tickets for that. November fourth. Uh, get tickets for that. Guess what I learned. What did you learn? Tickets have been released for the Detroit takeover as well. Extra Ooh. tickets. Extra, I learned Ex- this tonight. Extra tickets. So Green collectors. Look. Hope you heard that. Yeah. So there's DHGO.com. November 4th uh, for the uh, Panthers game, which is going to have the Fifth Third Arena before. We're going to meet up at the bar and hockey bar before that, too. Mm-hmm. The whole day on November 4th. And then Bring I, your skates. For, the Chelios date is escaping me, but. February, February 25th. 25th. Thank you. February 25th. Hawks, Red Wings, Chris Chelios, retirement night. We just opened up more tickets at allchgo.com for yeah. that takeover. So jump in. There's not going to be many. No. Probably single digits left. So if you're listening and you've been waiting, now is the time to jump in and get them. Yep. Yep. Those will sell out. $10 from Nate. You know this vindicated what Richardson said about, I'm tired of one year is enough of. We're a hardworking team. Good culture win, especially for the young guys. Something to really build on. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And this did feel like one of those building block games for such a young Absolutely. team, too. Yep. It's an identity win. Yeah. Great way of putting it. Uh, Theo Macy for $2. Felino four-star just for the spin move. Come on. That Absolutely. was 100%. Turn the clock back. I always laugh. Like, guys that play beer league hockey and sometimes, like, in the summer – Old NHL guys will show up like just to get a skate in or, or play in shape. Like, ah, oh, this guy was a fourth line plug, and they just come out and, and razzle dazzle people. <laughs> the worst <laughs> NHL player will school any yes. any regular Joe that plays bar, uh, beer league hockey. Yes. The worst NHL player out there will make you look silly. Jim Cummins will look like Wayne Gretzky. Yes, absolutely. This, this one's not a super chat, but I thought it was funny, funny from Tom F. I will offer up a big super chat to have Greg never say that again. Get your money where your mouth is, pal. <laughs> Stay the ball is in your court. Yeah. Say what? <laughs> the balls are in his court, you mean. <laughs> oh, that, was that what he was trying to say? No, that's no. what I said. Okay. Hey, I'll, I'll t- until you until you pay it, I'm gonna say that once a show. <laughs> <laughs> Another massive super chat from Chris. Fifty dollars. He already had a hundred dollars. Right. Hey, tonight. Let's go. Seth Jones is playing his what, Greg? Balls off. I said balls. <laughs> and that contract balls. he was given by he who shall not be named. But I'm a little worried about Reichel. Jumpstart him, please, with Bedard. Yeah, something's got it. We'll get into right. We got a lot of off day shows next week. Yeah, Reichel will be a focus here. And like, it's not that he's bad. He's just a guy like that needs to generate offense. Yeah, I think he he's can't not, have zeros. There's got to be this, shots. There's got to be something. I think he's so focused on being a complete 200 foot center that it's causing him to suffer in the offense. And he's yep. been okay again. 15 shot attempts, he's four been, or five he's against been, him on the ice. He's the been good defensively. Fine. And yeah. he's he was their best face-off guy today. Yeah. Look, and but he, he's not here to be uh, he's not here to be Patrice Bergeron. He's here to be an offensive player. Well, it'd be great if he was Patrice Bergeron. Well, yeah. But he's not. He's not he's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's not here to be you know, not here to be Marcus Cruz. He's not yes, he's here to be he's not gonna yeah. be Marcus. He should not be Marcus no, Cruz. He's here, look, he's here to he, be your second best offensive player. Yeah, and if you and what? If he makes a commitment and turns into Marcus Kruger, that's fine. So long as people like Frank Nazar and Oliver Moore yeah. and whoever they draft in their in their top pick this year or whatever turn right. into force him into that role because there are other people who are better. Than sure, him. that's that's the acceptable outcome there. 
uh, in that instance. But the defensive game is good, but that's not the player he is. And and I just I hope it doesn't change his hockey genetic makeup all that much playing center. All right, last two super chats here. Brandon Sikora for five dollars. Speaking of young players, I'm conflicted on Korchinski. It's a critical development year for him, and he needs more time. WHL rule sucks. Like to see him in Rockford. Nothing to be conflicted. He about. can't go to Rockford, and he played 21 minutes tonight. He's been great. All right, Tom F. Tom F. He, gave he the gave there it is. All right, it. thank you, buddy. I will never say that word again. <laughs> Can I say it? Yeah. Don't don't worry about Korchinski. Look, you, there are going to be moments where Korchinski makes a defensive mistake. He's an offensive defenseman. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Eric Carlson earlier in the show. If I'm up a goal late, Eric Carlson's not on the ice. No. If I'm down a goal late, he is absolutely on the Maybe ice. Maybe not even that. This is the reason you have Nolan Allen and Ethan Del Mastro and Alex Vlasic so you can put a guy like Korchinski out there when you're down to add some offense because right. you're going to have those stay-at-home guys. Korchinski is unique in the fact that he can do offense. You've got Seth Jones that can do both. Right. Right. He's a different kind of a player, so you can't evaluate Kevin Korchinski's defense in the same way you're going to evaluate Vlasic or or any of the other defensive style guys. It's it's yeah. a different look. You're going to see some some blunders from him. He will make those. They'll happen less and less frequently as his career goes on, of course. Right. But I've seen nothing from Kevin Korchinski that tells me, "Oh God, this kid's not ready." I I, no. I I every time he's on the ice, I'm confident something good is no, going to happen. In a perfect world, he would be playing in Rockford, but it can't happen. And uh, he's holding his own, and he's confident out there. And that's all. That's uh, that's what you yeah. Led the Blackhawks today in expected goals for with point ninety seven. Uh, he was uh, near the tops in possession. Uh, he was the fourth highest rated player in possession with a sixty five point seven nine forty twenty five shooting attempts four and thirteen against with him on the ice. I have no worries about no. Kevin Korchinski. And at 19 years old, consistently playing 20 minutes a night yeah. in the NHL, that's your best path for development. Yep. Yep. Duncan Keith's rookie year, he averaged 23 and a half minutes a, a game, and he looked bad for a lot of it. Yeah. And four seasons later, Norris Trophy. Yep. So it, it takes time. So, yeah, do not I, – I would say there's no reason to lose your mind over Kevin Korchinski. Um Luke Richardson himself has said if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's here. He's in Chicago. Yep. There's no reason to send him back uh, to the WHL to play 25 minutes a night against teenagers. Like, yeah. Yeah. be in the NHL. Play 20 minutes in the NHL. He can't go to Rockford uh, because of that rule. But play 20 minutes in the NHL. Live with your growing pains. And that's that's until he looks absolutely unplayable, which I don't think that's ever going to happen for him, until he looks that way. He's here. Yeah. There's no reason to, to move him. What's he, I mean, what's he going to do in the Western? Just, like, abuse people, put up 100 points, and learn Lebo nothing? Yeah. Lebowski has a great point. Duncan Keith was also 23 years old. Yeah, Keith yeah. played two two AHL seasons. Yeah. yeah. He was four, it, year, four years older than Korczynski. It takes time. And, and yeah, so good stuff. Uh, we got more Super Chats, don't we, Steven? We do. Would you want me to read through them, or you want to take an ad break? How many uh, are we'll, there? Do, we'll do the ad break, and then we'll do our super chats, okay. our corners yeah. corner, our who's your hawk, all of our fun stuff. Yeah, we have to pay off who's your hawk. Yes, man, yeah, we don't have to. to. Now we got to. Um, all right. Well, speaking of payoffs, you need to go check out our new pals at the Circus Sportsbook. It is now their sport Circus Sportsbook app is now available for download in Illinois. So get your phones out and download that right now. Why Circus Sportsbook? Well, because they have tight money line splits and a low hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on Circus Sports, unlike other sports books, which will usually give you a minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Sure. What does that mean? That means more money in your pocket, better value bets, and that's what you want out of a sports book. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books, who do limit winning players. Circa encourages bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. Compare the lines from each sports book, and they're confident you're going to go back to Circa and use them. Another thing that separates our pals at Circa from all the other sports book, it's their customer service. There are real people behind the Circa sports brand who resolve issues in a timeline fashion, unlike other sports book who use chatbots. Boo to chatbots. All respect, all aspects on the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circus Resort and Casino 
in Las Vegas, home of those loser Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties and tailgates. If you know someone who may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. And with all that money you're putting back into your pockets with your winning bets from Circa, you can spend it on some delicious Goose Island beer. Goose Island is the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988, and they have a ton of great beers that you can get year-round to enjoy, including the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer with the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. You have the entire family of Beer Hug IPAs. That whole series is great. Pick them up anywhere that good beers are sold. You can get the 312, the Golden Cans, the Wheat Ale. That's the staple of their year-round roster, plus tons more. You can get all of these beers and more ultra-fresh brewery exclusives when you go to Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. You can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, or you can get some delicious beers right here at Legends Bar and Grill in Mokina, Illinois. Woo-hoo! Yes. That's for the cheap pop. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right, before we get to more Super Chats, uh, we ready to do Connor's Corner here? Uh, Let's do it. Crank up the You guys can't hear it, but I did bring the music in today. Woo. All right. All right. Tell me what you thought. Playing right now. Talk now? Yeah, you should okay. talk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do that during a remote shoot. That's a new, new thing for all of us. All right, Connor Bedard with the goal. Hey. Three shots on goal, not three and a half. Uh, tough. Uh, two more shot attempts. That two hits. He put a big hit on March. So yes, by the he way. did. Take good. that, March. So in your heart to spell. Name. I was told Connor Bedard was too small. He can't play in this league. Send him back down. Uh, Nineteen fifteen of ice time. Uh, one six lost eleven faceoffs, but that got worse late in the game. Uh, he was like pretty close to, I think it was like six and eight at one point and then lost the last three late, but uh, getting so. better at the faceoffs overall. Uh, solid game. I do still want to see him shoot more, not just because I placed a bet on the shot <laughs> over. There are some opportunities where I think he's got the chance to shoot where he passes it up. Yeah. He said the other day, I'm not just a shooter. I'm not just a scorer. And he's right, but I want to see him be a little more aggressive with the shot. But I'm totally picking it on that. He's been really, really good most of the games. He was a huge factor. And as you see, uh, Vegas very concerned and very uh, aware of where he is all the time. Yep. And we've talked about the Hawks' hellish schedule to start the season. And Connor Bedard has started the season with, uh, what is it, six points in eight games? Six points in eight games. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 60-point pace. Yeah. Pretty good. So Two goals against the defending Stanley Cup champs. Right. Pretty good. That's a good start. Uh, and uh, this could be a nice segue in our next little feature. Uh, we decided, at least Mario and I did, I had first pick for who's your hawk tonight. And Mario was like, so you're going to pick Bedard? I go, you know what? I'm not going to pick him because every time we pick him, he doesn't do anything. And then the one night we didn't pick him, he scores. He's like, let's not pick him and see yeah. what happens. So we may have to not pick him for a while. Maybe. Until this hot streak goes away. I, I still don't care. He scored last game, too. Sorry. Five points in eight games. My bad. Is it five? Fine. Three goals, okay. two assists. 50, Still pretty good. 50 points. Five more points than I'd have in eight games. <laughs> <laughs> I want true. my hitting a button going. You never know. That is true. You know, it was looking good for Jay in the uh, the, the, the Hoosier Hawk uh, selections tonight. At first, he said, oh, give me Corey Perry. No, 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 no. Nick Foligno. Well, both of them had primary assists tonight, yeah. so either one of those picks would have been good up until the overtime winner by Philip Kurashev. So it was the game-winning goal. It was a power play goal. And it was uh, an overtime goal. So all those added extra points blew the, the game out of the water for me. That's my fifth win on the season. It's impressive. That is impressive. After being the last person to win a game in the preseason, I am 5-2-1. and one. Yeah. It's pretty good. It feels good. We don't have the helmet here, unfortunately. You get to pick up the tab instead. Congratulations. No, our Super Chats got those. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I will be the one to wear the helmet uh, at Morning Skate the next time they play at home. I suck at this game. <laughs> I'll go back to the preseason when I was dominating. Yeah. Well. I'm yeah. Well. I'm uh, I'm like that that undersized white right receiver for the Bears in training camp every day. I'm a 
training camp hero. And yeah. then when it starts for real, I'm nowhere to be found. We got to stop overthinking it and just pick. Yeah. First name to come to your mind. Boom. That's your pick. Just go with it. Go there with you your go. heart. That means I'm be picking Steve Larmer. Empty your bowels on the pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You could say that. I can't say that. Oh, that. Speed of dominating. A quick little check in. Rockford Icehogs up 5 1 uh, on, on the Iowa Wild. I hate Actually, the Iowa let me, Wild. You guy. Let, me uh, let me rephrase that. The Screw City Icehogs. Yes. Are uh, taking the Iowa Wild to pound town they are, tonight. They are. <laughs> it is <laughs> five one. You could say they are uh, putting the screws, really putting them. the screws in yeah. them. I like yeah. that. that's good. I see what you did there. They're good for the Ice Hogs. Yes, I hate the Iowa Wild. They're always they a bunch they of stink. They literally, literally and physically, <laughs> literally and <laughs> figuratively. Uh, all right, should we do? Uh, should we pay off the four star? Because then it's a runaway. Yeah, we could do that. All right, let's they- do that. No uh, drum roll this time. No Sorry. drum roll. Okay. Uh, coming in with I'm with you, Stephen. Percent of the vote is your friend and ours, Nick Felino. Yep. He is your fourth star of the game. I think rightfully so. Again, an assist, two shots, two hits, 20 28 of ice time. That assist to Connor Bedard was absolutely sick. Great pass. Uh, also had a had a really nice move that did not result in a goal. That was and on I, Alex Petrangelo, too. Yes. He clowned Alex Petrangelo, <laughs> world's greatest defenseman. A quote from Felino. This is from Mark Lazarus. He says, quote, 10 years ago, maybe I'd put that one in. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, congrats, Nick Felino, four-star of the game. All right, let's get these super chats, and we'll wrap this up so I can go eat more wings and drink some more Goose Island. And the wings are just oh so good Sounds here. Good. They are massive. Uh, we got a $10 super chat from Carrie. Kerry Franklin, I totally disagree with Lebowski 5. Policing dirty hits is what separates hockey from other sports. Okay. Yeah, sure. The debate. There's no doubt about that. I it's legal fight here and there. It's legal till it's not. Uh, Nate, $10. I know we want to rag on Theodore for the turnover, but don't overlook Radish killing off that penalty for a minute and 14 long shift, punctuated by splitting three guys and yeah. bearing a 20-foot wrist. Oh, yeah. Nope. And uh, we got to give some respect to Reese Johnson, too, at the end of that late penalty kill. Just taking a like a shot from like five feet out yeah to block big, that shot big block seth jones is able to clear it after that it was huge on that penalty Ta- taylor radish he's been a little i don't want to say disappointing but not living up to expectations offensively that's two games in a row he's been terrific on the on the penalty kill the, yeah. the boston game back at home i mean him and boris kachuk were had two or three pks in a row where they were just fabulous so yeah. Not everything Taylor Radish is doing is, is is shows up on a score sheet, but he's been a very valuable member of this team. Uh, Brandon Sikora slid into my DMs to clarify his point on Korchinski. What he's saying is he wants him to go to Rockford so he can have the development path that Vlasic had. He right. can't. He can't. He, he can't, exactly. But I will say to Brandon, too, like, Korchinski is a much higher prospect than Vlasic was. Yeah. Yes. Like, Vlasic, when he was drafted, was considered a very raw Kind of not, I don't want to say a stretch of a pick, but it was like, okay, this guy's going to take some real development before we know if he's going to be anything much like Sam Renzel, kind of similar, not similar yeah. in play style, but similar in the kind of pick that was made around it, kind of high ceiling development kind path, of a thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little different. Korchinski, I mean, a lot of people thought he could have played last year. So anyway, right. But I, yeah. I wanted to offer the clarification. He's not saying Korchinski's bad by any means, but of course, ideally, he would start in Rockford. Sure. Okay. Sorry. If he could. All right. We have finally done it. It took 58 minutes, but we have gotten to the final super chat. And it's another no, give huge us more. one. Another huge one from Chris. 50 Man. more dollars. That's Damn, 200 Chris. this show alone. Woo. Love you guys and CHGO. Definitely is some sanity for my drive to and from work with Richardson and the young talent. Lots to be excited about. Can't wait for Nazar Moore and the two to three unrestricted free agents they will sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Next Next season will be very interesting. Yeah, thank you for the uh, super you, chat love. That's uh, very, very kind and generous. Of and you. appreciate everyone that showed up tonight Absolutely. to the uh, to the Legends Bar and Grill here in Mokina. I uh, had a pretty good turnout. I uh, got to meet a couple people, shake hands. Yeah. Uh, no babies, babies. No babies to be kissed. It I was, found some. you know, but, well, they're in the parking lot. <laughs> parking lot babies. Yeah. I don't know if you should <laughs> be picking the worst, them up. Those are the worst. Kind you don't want to pick them up and kiss them sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great to great to see everybody out here. Great to meet people. Um, you know, put some uh, put some faces out there in the CHGO community, and um, yeah, love it. Was it. Awesome, great time, great night. We're gonna be doing more of these. We got got our takeover. Yep, a week from tomorrow, Panthers. Yeah, good Hawks. time to become a diehard. Get by the, the way, fifth third, yes. uh, fifth third arena experience. You're gonna get to see the locker room. You're gonna get to skate on the ice, and even before that, 
you get a happy hour over at our new friends uh, over at the barn, the new hockey bar over there on uh, Ogden. They're, they've been in our chat a bunch, so we're looking forward to checking that place they're out. In, they're in there right now. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we can't wait to see you guys on Saturday. And then we uh, want to be your home team. Yes. We want you to be our home bar. Make it happen. Yes. Like these sorts of things we can do by you guys all the time if yep. you want. And then, uh, yes, we got our new tickets out. And, yeah, for the Chelios game, if you want to join us there, and there will be big. another watch party uh, coming up before the end of the calendar year as well. So yes, we will keep you updated on that. So to uh, be awesome, more of these. These are always a lot of fun, and uh, uh, hey, let's do ten more of these. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, as uh, as Jay said, great time to be a diehard. Uh, the best way to do that is to go to all ch. The diehard tab. That's where you're going to get all the information on how to sign up and become a CHGO diehard and become one of the uh, proud members of the CHGO community that we are building here. Uh, you get access to uh, discounted merch and uh, event uh, ticket prices, 20% off of events, 20% off of merch at all times. Uh, when you sign up, you get a free shirt from our uh, CHGO locker. Uh, and then every, every year upon renewal, you will also get another uh, free shirt or hat. From the CHGO locker, you get access to the members only Discord channel. Uh, you get priority on our mailbag Mondays when we do those in the off season. I think we might have a uh, mailbag Monday on a Thursday coming up this week. Yep, we'll see what all uh, will happen there. But uh, you also get access to premium written content at allchgo.com. So that's not only for what we put out there, but across the board, Bears, Bulls, uh, baseball teams, White Sox, and, and Cubs. You got the the guy, the fire, the Red Stars. All the premium content you can uh, ever hope for at allchgo.com. You will get access to that as a diehard. And drug rag street picks. Yes. You, you can get those and you can meet uh, the feet of Greg Braggs in person at our CHGO Bears tailgates. Meet the feet. Meet the feet. <laughs> at our CHGO Bears tailgates. Uh, we got two more or one more? One more. One more. One more this year, which means it is one more opportunity for your chance to win a gift certificate to our friends at Golf X. They have been at the last two Bears tailgates. They're going to be at the last one coming up here, and they will be giving away a $200 uh, gift certificate to any of their Chicago land locations. And uh, think of X Golf as a very fancy, very upscale top golf. Much better. Yeah, pinky up with the drinks. Uh, so, you know, the weather's getting terrible out there. Uh, but if you still want to go out, have a good experience golfing, go to your nearest X Golf. You can find your nearest location when you go to playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. And again, they're going to be at our next Bears tailgate with an opportunity for a $200 gift certificate for you, which at X Golf goes a long way. No doubt. And uh, I like to go a long way because I don't really live near a sunny side, but sunny side is my favorite dispensary. And I don't complain about road trips. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping as Greg prepares to punch me in the nuts. A place for all kinds of visitors that are welcome to explore. What did I tell you earlier about oral surgery? <laughs> Discover and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football and hockey season. We like hockey and being high, too. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup are available. And they've got a great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. Stop into Sunnyside and get some of my favorites. How about the black cherry edibles from Mindy's? You want to feel like you're taking a warm bath and just sit there on your couch and disappear into another dimension for a while? Yes. The Mindy's black cherry gummies will help you do that. And you've got the good news, the counting sheep gummies, which I rely on every night to help me get a good night's sleep. They've also got the awesome vape pens, the Frye, the Me Time, a whole wide array of those. If you're feeling a little anxious before uh, heading out into town, Take a hit of one of those Frye pens and you will feel good to go. Tons of great brands there. Those are two of my favorite. Now through October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code CHGO25 at checkout. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder all right we're wrapping up the show here but we want to thank everybody here at legends in mokina come on out here and check this place out if you're in the south burbs 9710 191st street it's an awesome the, setup the food's great the drinks are great the goose island is flowing uh the wait staff here has been incredible we have mm -hmm. felt welcomed we have felt at home thanks to steven and greg braggs for making this happen awesome this is job, a boys. big thank production you. for the company so we appreciate it 
Uh, and thanks to everybody who came out to watch yeah. the show and be here for us. We appreciate it. The more people that show up, the more we get to do stuff like this. So we, we really appreciate it. We love you too, Greg. <laughs> and we love all you watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button on your way out. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, same deal. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you're following your subscribing. Hey, here's a weekend project. Since we don't have a show until Monday, tell a friend about CHGO Blackhawks. As the Hawks ramp up and people start to learn about Connor Bedard and Kevin Korchinski and they see a big win like tonight, say, hey, you're getting into the Hawks? Check out my friends over here at CHGO Blackhawks. Yep. Word of mouth is our biggest helper. So please, please, please let your friends know about us. And we'll talk to you Monday after Hawks and Coyotes on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 